Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The, the Cooler. Cooler. This month, we're letting you, our beloved listeners, take control of the podcast. We'll be getting into all kinds of things like deep fakes, the return of Brad and Jen, or not, a review of a very weird, very sexy old Hollywood movie, and also much, much more. So let's get started. All right, before we jump into all the fun, we've got some news to share. Some of you already know from social media, but for those who don't, this is unfortunately the Cooler's last ever episode. It's not right, but it's okay. okay. Come on. Sing it, Whitney. <laughs> Actually, I'm still not at the okay stage. Yeah. I'm still working through my stages of grief, but I'll get there. What stage are you two on? Well, I feel like we're breaking up right before Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I just feel the need to create a playlist. I think we should do that. What would be on your playlist? Well, you already know Closing Time. Like, Cl- the oh Semi-Sonic God. again? <laughs> Semi-Sonic is like, I've just been listening to that song on repeat. I think it's the bartender in me because that was my song that I played to wrap up the night. And I'm just like, this is what it feels like to me. It feels like we're wrapping up. As I have frequently articulated on this podcast, your musical taste always throws me for a curveball. <laughs> when I came out hard against Coldplay, you were like, but I love them. <laughs> yeah, we do. We need to talk about Kings of Leon too. Just, oh my god! Oh my really? god! Yeah, yeah, just I have, I have, I have. Don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> You're like you never noticed this tram stamp of Kings of Leon that I have. <laughs> right here it's just always been there yeah the lyrics to sex on fire wow Mm -hmm. oh yeah profound carly what stage of grief are you on well to echo jamidra this is happening before valentine's day which is awkward to say the least but i will say it saves on getting gifts for each other ah so we now we don't have to carly just said it's done we don't have to we don't have to even pro move break up with someone (laughs) before an anniversary before a meaningful event save yourself a bunch of money Mm. so guys we're quids in yeah about $5 by my estimation. Wow. Uh, what stage of the uh, Kubler-Ross grief list am I on? Couldn't really say that. It's mainly the stage where I just eat a lot of crisps. Mm-hmm. You may know them as chips. Mm. I just Acceptance is a long way away. I'll yep. say that. Yep. Obviously, you guys know that I love you. It's been great working with you guys for the last five years and before because we knew each other before the podcast true, started. True, That's why we all sound the way we do. Uh, we yeah. happy and friendly. But also, it's just been like great um, every single week coming in here to talking to the listeners and hearing you guys when the show's really resonate with you on Twitter, the things that you say to us. Sometimes we talk in this room and it feels like a bubble, like no one will ever hear this conversation. That's the way it feels to me. And then suddenly you're like, oh, there were people who heard that. And then you remember that there's this whole community of people who have been with us this whole time. And we love you guys for that. And we hope that uh, I'll still see you on Twitter. Keep in touch. Don't be a stranger. Go to Twitter right now and follow me at Teacup in the Bay. Follow Emmanuel at Excuse My Beauty without the first E and follow Jamidra at Jamidra says, that is the way you will find out what we're thinking. And also yeah. just talk to us as well, because um, we tweet a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the funny thing also is that in the last couple of weeks, I've had so many people come to me saying they just started listening to the show, and I was like, well. <laughs> I have some news to share. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Tune in anytime. Like, as far as I know, the archives are going to stay up. And I think this is surely the point at which we should shout out one of our 
most committed, loving listeners on Twitter, Lana, who yeah. is making her way through our archives and pretty much live tweeting it, <laughs> which is just such a joy to open yeah. Twitter and see that. So yeah, we shout out, Lana. But Emmanuel, how are you feeling about it? I mean, let's be honest. You're the captain of the ship. You're our senior editor. You're our lead host. You're the one that came to me and Jamidra like five years ago and said, do you want to start a podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel... Um, Take your time. Still processing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of the last five years mm-hmm. and getting to work alongside you guys. And it's truly been an honor. And I love you guys. It has. It really has. It really has. Okay, so the only way we wanted to do a final show was to feature the reason why we bothered hopping into a studio in the first place, which is all of you listening when you're commuting to work or walking your dog or whatever it is y'all do when we talk your ears off. So this episode is going to be full of your voicemails as a final thank you for sticking with us all these years. We love you a whole lot. So let's listen to what our first caller has to say. Hey, Cooler Kids. This is Sharon from Portland. My question is, what do you think of deep fakes? I just discovered these on an old Samantha B episode. There's a clip of like Steve Buscemi's face on Jennifer Lawrence's face giving an acceptance speech. And in Samantha B's interview, they put Nicholas Cage's face on her face as she's talking. So I'm wondering what you think of those. What would be your dream deep fake? And what would be your nightmare deep fake? And as for my comment, I was asked about like what might be my favorite episode. And I think I, I go back to the May 23rd, 2019 episode where the three of you sing the Game of Thrones theme song together. I have never seen this show. I don't care about this show, but so many people do. And I have at least three times gone back and just listened to the beginning of that. And I just laugh. It just makes me glow from the inside out. And it just tickles me every time. And I, it's something I go back to. So applause, applause. Thank you for that little audio gift to all of us. Bye, guys. Oh my god! I kind of oh, tears in my eyes. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. We did. We did do like a lot more singing in the beginning of the show. We remember? did, and I was so anti singing. I was like, "Stop singing!" And now I'm just like, "La." Yeah, we broke you for sure. Yeah, <laughs> broke me inside and out, and then reconstituted me, which yeah, I appreciate yeah. better than ever. <laughs> Version two point So Sharon wants to know about deep fakes. Really quickly before we get to it, Sharon is so sweet. She apparently used to work on the set of Felicity. You know I love Felicity. What? And she sent me via snail mail, like, memos from her time on the show and, like, a picture and stuff. And I was like, this should be in a museum. And instead, it's in my hands, thanks to Sharon. So thanks so much, mm-hmm. Sharon, for that. That is next-level thoughtfulness. Yeah. So the least we can do is talk about deepfakes because she's curious. So in case you at home don't know what a deepfake is, it is basically the technology that swaps one person's face onto another person's face. I think a lot of us have used the Snapchat filter that'll do that for you. And it also happened in Fast and Furious 7, where Paul Walker was dead, RIP, mm. and they had his brother stand in and then put Paul Walker's face onto his brother. And then it also happened in Forrest Gump with like a JFK scene or something. So like there are these like cute ways to use it but there's also a dark side yeah there was like one with obama a couple yeah you can fake up anyone saying anything you like at this stage you said you said a forrest gump i didn't even know that they'd been around for that long but i guess it's just like cgi and yeah Yeah, and i think it looks like much jankier it just looks like a mask i think well i will say i don't know if you want to go horror story first or if you want to go dream horror story can i go dream (laughs) why would you ask (laughs) Okay, I take it back. I take it back. So dream, and I say dream only because Sharon just inspired something in me because I had a dream deep fake and then I changed it when she said something. I think my dream deep fake would be to get a cast of people together 
and then reenact the final season of Game of Thrones with the oh. faces of the actual actors so that we can all get the Game of Thrones finale that we deserve without those two guys who ruined everything for us. We were done dirty. Mm-hmm. It's expensive to get those actors back. So no, just, just deep fake yeah. your faces. Because they're all on to doing other things. They're past it. They've all cut their hair as exactly. well. Kit Harrington is So then we can just enjoy the final season that all of us Game of Thrones fans deserve. We earned it. I love that Game of Thrones idea. That's really good. I was just going to say, like, put Keanu's face onto something and have him just, like, <laughs> delivering one of those cameo-style messages to me, just thanking me for my eternal support, saying that he doesn't find it weird or creepy and that he thinks it's best that we never meet. That's how I want to keep this. I want to preserve it in aspect, you know? Yeah. yeah. What a romance. <laughs> um, and conversely, my horror scenario of a deep fake would be Keanu's face doing something horrible. <laughs> oh, I didn't even say what my horrible one is. Oh, yeah. What was it? One, it would be Oprah saying something horrible. Because I just, like, I can't take that. I've, I've, like, the heartbreak of losing so many celebrities that I actually love and adore in the last couple years. So I couldn't take losing Oprah. That's a lot. But I, like, my ultimate, like, horrible, horrible deepfake would be someone putting my face on someone (gasps) else. And then me being sort of videotaped saying or doing something that I didn't do. And I couldn't prove that it wasn't me. That would be the worst. Oh, God. That is like a horror movie. That's like a horror movie. Terrifying. Yeah. I mean, what is real these days? With deepfakes, we'll never know. Everyone's truth is going to be different. We can't trust our own eyes, which is why it's creepy. But my deep fake, all that said, like, it's, it's a sinister, terrible thing. But, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. but during one of our live shows, we cosplayed as Cher, Dion, and Ty from Clueless. Mm-hmm. Certainly did. And I like to think that despite my leg hair peeking out of those knee-high stockings <laughs> and Bob the Drag Queen pointedly looking at my blonde wig, which was creeping further and further back. The blonde wig was everything. Do you still have it? Oh, I have it all of it because I just keep <laughs> recycling it. Like, oh, it's Halloween. Let me be Cher again. Oh, it's Pride. I'll be Cher again. Oh, we have a live show. Share again. Yeah, why not? So I believe we created a believable fantasy there, but why not take it the extra step and deepfake our faces throughout the entire movie? I would watch. Would you? Oh, are you saying like a, a Clueless starring all of us yes. in, the, in the film? Okay, Ooh. yeah. We, we lost, we lost uh, what's her name? Dion, long, t- long ago. Oh. I can't remember her name. Stacey. We lost Stacey long ago. Oh, a spiritual ago. death rather mm-hmm. than the wow. actual Brittany Murphy <laughs> death. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm, I'm down. Yes, let's do it. Great. Let's make it happen. Head to your local blockbuster and rent that movie because it's going to be great. <laughs> um, also, I wouldn't oh. mind Timothee Chalamet's face being deepfaked onto everyone I come into contact with every day. Mm. I'm just concerned about him, though. I just think he might be a jerk. No, he's mm. so sweet and nice. R- really? Have you met him? Is he in Ray's? Is he in Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband's bar? He probably mm. is there right now. I'll go afterwards and check. Chowing down on <laughs> Popeyes. <laughs> I love that kid. Um, nightmare dream fake for me. I think the nightmare already exists. It's called Cats the movie. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So before we move on, Sharon also mentioned the Game of Thrones theme that we sang. And because, you know, this is our last hurrah, I think we should listen to it even if it's really annoying to some people. Oh my god. It's been so long since I heard this. Okay, but in honor of Sharon, let's do it. Get ready. There's only one way to start this segment. I think you guys know what it is. Hit it. I feel like this I feel like this should be the opening credits for the deep fake uh the deep fake remake that we're gonna do for the last season. Guys, yes, at, at one there point it is. I swear you can hear me intoning tits. <laughs> How did we get away with that? 
may I just That's apologize amazing. to everyone? I may be the reason for our cancellation. <laughs> that was it. It's delayed, but that was it. That's what they're going to cite. Someone just listened and was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, I actually wow. have tears. Thank you, Sharon, for bringing that back. That was a moment. Oh, what a joy. Whew. All right, let's hear from our next caller. Hey, I'm probably one of your rarer demographics. I live on the other side of the country, and next year I'll be 60. But I love you guys, and I would so love to hear you all discuss one or more of the old, campy, fabulous movies like All About Eve, or a summer place. Oh my God, that would just be amazing if you watched that one. <laughs> um, I just love to hear you do one of the older Hollywood movies because I think you would rock it, and and you could probably do some fun research, Emmanuel, and tell us some history story from it. Love you guys. Bye bye. Okay, well, shout out because um, she says she's not a regular demographic, but we love everybody. Oh, and for I, sure. And can you, when you get a chance, text message my mom and tell her how to download a podcast <laughs> because subscribe because she still has not listened. So shout out to you. Can I also yes. just point out one awesome thing? The fact that you, as someone who's older than us, is supporting us as younger people, that is what keeps you young at heart. Like, that is one thing that I'm really trying to take my energy into 2020 mm-hmm. as I get older. Like, I'm 34 now, guys. I was in my 20s when I started this Mm -hmm. podcast. That's wild. And one thing I really want to do is support younger people and not be afraid of them and not see that they're, like, coming for my crown or my shine. Because that's not, like, the idea that there's only so much success to go around and if someone else is having it, like, they're stealing it from you. It's lies. Don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And so Shine theory, guys. Shine theory. I love what this listener's saying. So, yeah, thank you. Anne Friedman, Shine Theory. Go back to that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible credit to mm-hmm. So in honor of this beloved listener, I decided to sit down and watch A Summer Place. The movie just celebrated its 60th anniversary. What? And it, it was filmed in Monterey, so it's basically the big little lies of the 1950s. Really? What? Yeah. And Howard Thompson of the New York Times called it, quote, one of the most laboriously and garishly sex-scented movies in years. Mm. Sex scented is in the scent, the smell? Oh, yes. So I sat through all two hours and ten minutes to find out how sexy it was, and I learned a few things along the way, which I will share with you now. Lesson one, if your crush says this to you, run far away, just run. You know, I wish we lived on one of those South Sea islands where everyone gets married when they're 12. What oh. the hell? <laughs> As the theme from A Summer Place plays in the background? Yes. Oh, that has not aged well. Lesson number two. If a man you're married to says this to you, run far away to a divorce lawyer. I don't want him ever to speak to you again except in my presence, period. Because you're a common slut. <gasps> wow. Is Mike Pence, that you? I was going to say, that's his wife, actually. Cause she, cause he <laughs> Thou shalt not speak to other men. Boy. Lesson number three, don't talk to your dad like this because it's very creepy. Funny feeling being looked at without knowing it. Remember that family that lived next door to us back home? Yeah. Their son used to look at me. One night I felt naughty and went right on undressing so he could see. And then all of a sudden I I got terribly ashamed and I ran and pulled the curtains down. I'll never forget I had hot and cold flushes all over me afterwards. Wasn't that awful? Wasn't that awful? It, it was, was awful so in a lot of ways. Who talks to their dad like, oh, I have goosebumps all over my body. Ugh. Wait a minute, I missed that was her father? 
Yes. Oh, no, girl. That was a lesson. Thought, Don't talk to your dad like that. Okay, well. Mm. I am delighted to say I do not have that kind of relationship with my father. <laughs> lesson number four. Also try to avoid asking your dad to grade your boobs, because that's also creepy. Mm. She says I bounce when I walk. Do I? Do I? In a pleasant and unobjectionable way. What? Okay, wait, what is <laughs> happening? Okay, so I just, wait, did you watch this by yourself? Because I just. I sure did. I feel like, I feel like you needed to talk to somebody or work through something. I think processing. there's a number that either you yeah. should call or we should call mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember a couple of months ago when T.I. said that he took oh, his yes, daughter yes. to a, a doctor check? to make sure that her hymen was mm-hmm, intact? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very bizarre and that no one's ever done that before, but. Lesson number five, T.I. wasn't the first person to do that. <gasps> Don't do this. What have you got to say for yourself? Well, we capsized and spent the night on the beach. I imagined as much. Come with me. This is Dr. Matthias. I sent for him from the mainland. I want you to take off every stitch you've got on and let him examine you. No! You have disgraced me enough! Now do as I say! No! I am in a good girl! No! No! That turned real mommy dearest real oh quick. Oh my god, right? that's horrific. Can I just say that I just want I want a, a score, somebody to walk around and play music. With a piano. Have a dr- dr- dramatic music. When I can <laughs> do that for a small fee. <laughs> so speaking of mommy dearest, where there's this famous slap in that movie, there's also a famous slap in this one, which brings us to lesson number six. If you get slapped and don't take down an entire Christmas tree as you fall to the ground, were you even really slapped? Mm. So you went to a motel. Don't make it sound like a house of ill repute, Mother. All we did was talk. Or do you want to call another doctor to prove it? Merry Christmas, Mama. Oh, that sounds like a real Housewives reunion. A quick question. Are they falling onto a piano when this is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Every time anything happens in this movie, it's like, dong. Okay, so just this is the the woman that we keep hearing, the the one that's been accused of being a a slut, the one who was talking to daddy, the one who was on the beach, the one who was at the motel. Is this all the same woman? Yeah, she's just like this like 16-year-old girl who's just trying to live her life and her mom's being rude. Um... This is, uh, continue, sir. Are there more lessons to learn here? I'm oh, just, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're liking this. So lesson number seven is sweets aren't only known for bringing Ikea into our lives. They're also apparently known as being gigantic whores. <laughs> no decent girl lets a boy kiss and maul her the very first night they meet. I suppose it's your Swedish blood in her. I've read about how the Swedes bathe together and and have trial marriages and free love. I've read all about that. Anything goes. Oh, I should have moved to Sweden. I was going to say no, booking one way to get to Sweden. This is, you, you're selling it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say to that, uh, talk, which is the one bit of Swedish I know. And now for our final lesson, there's this one scene where her daughter, again, is just minding her business and walking in front of a window in her like pajamas or something. And her mom says this. And now I say the same thing to my boyfriend when he's walking around our apartment in just underwear or naked in front of the windows. And maybe you should use it on people that you love so that they don't fall into ill repute or whatever and become a giant whore like a Swede. Ooh. Must you parade before open windows like a, like a strip teaser? <laughs> I love the word strip teaser, and I call my boyfriend that all the time. Like a, a teaser of the strip? Yes. <laughs> strip teaser featuring Demi Moore. <laughs> or J- or uh, J-Lo. So that was a summer place or my experience of it. Hope you guys learned a lot. I sure did. 
I, I learned that that movie should be banned. Um, and it's not something <laughs> that we should be... <laughs> That should even be accessible anymore. That is problematic on so many levels. But thank you for sharing. I really want to watch this movie now. (laughs) All right. Our next caller comes from far away. Recently, I sent out a bunch of handwritten notes via snail mail to everyone who took our survey last spring. And I learned two things in the process. We don't really write by hand as much these days. So I got a hand cramp 10 letters in and I had to take a break and spread it out over several days, which was crazy. (laughs) The second thing I learned is that a lot of our listeners don't live in America They live all over the place. I had to buy five international stamps. Letters went out to four different continents. So, like, we are that girl. We have the range. Hey. Mm, Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) Was that a pit bull quote? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It was my personal desire to get football into this finale episode. Wow. You just shoehorned that right in there. I did. So this next caller hails from across the pond and then across another pond and then across even another one. Russia? (laughs) Putin, is that you? (laughs) Hello, Cooler Podcast. This is Bukna calling from Beirut, Lebanon. I'm super sad that your podcast is ending. I've been a devoted listener and have loved hearing you guys chat about pop culture and all of the things that I love to hear about. And you've brought a lot of joy to my life and I know to the lives of all of your listeners. And we're going to miss you. Congratulations on lasting this long and uh, I think your podcast will go down in podcast history as one of the good ones. We'll miss you. Love you. Oh my god that was so sweet. Are you trying to make me cry on this episode? I really internalized and that heartfelt like congratulations on lasting this long because let me tell you girl. (laughs) We thought. (laughs) I think a lot of people thought like oh let them make their little pilot. It'll never happen and five years later it's like girl what? Here we are. Yeah. Five years, the thing, like the people we were when we started this podcast. I don't know about you. I'm a totally different person. Mm-hmm. In many ways, I think for the better. So I'll tell you how, how a totally different person I am for the better. Remember, the very first pilot episode that we recorded, we recorded in a conference room. Oh, my God, yeah. And I think I've talked about how I thought Rita Ora was going to be that girl. Ah! Wow. Remember that? You did. I was like, Rita Ora is about to be that girl. She's going to be know, Rihanna. Rihanna has like, <laughs> she stepped out a little bit and, you know, Rihanna stepped back. But, you know, Rita Ora is that, I'm telling you, she's coming. She's already in the UK. She's a thing. And girl, how wrong. It's a miracle was you that? weren't assassinated by Rihanna's <laughs> Navy for making I such know. claims. I apologize, girl. I mean, you were 0.01% right because she did go on to host America's Next Top Model for one season before being fired. So there's that. Yeah. She was also in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is Good not for Forty Shades of Foundation. Mm-hmm. But nothing, it, boom, that's, I'm going to leave it go. at that. Yep. You can, yes. <laughs> so we've done a lot of great interviews over the years, like with Black Lives Matter activist DeRay McKesson or W. Kamau Bell or B.D. Wong. But there's one interview that people talk to me about a lot. It seems to have resonated a lot, and it resonated with this listener. I am so saddened to know that the cooler is canceled. But on this last podcast episode, I have to say, the JVM interview was epic. And listening to him tell you how he loved you so much as he then mic dropped and ran out of the studio was even more epic. I love you guys. Thank you for all of the great hard work you gave us. What a great moment that was. Yeah, that was one of, the, like, one of our favorite interviews. He was great. And he was just fun. It was so, so fun. fun. And yeah. exactly what and I genuine. thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And authentic. Like mm-hmm. that. I think that's been this why he's connected so much with people. Obviously, he is funny and mm-hmm. loud and entertaining, but 
like the authenticity, you cannot fake that. You can smell in authenticity a mm-hmm. mile off. And he's just who he is. Oh, God, that interview. I'm just remembering it now. Loved him. He's and also, great. we have to shout out our own Emmanuel Hapsis, who was, I would say, responsible for booking like 90% of our great guests. For sure. Including another uh, Queer Eye host. Yes, Tan France. Mm-hmm. I'm being quiet because I can't pat myself on the back. Yeah, <laughs> nope. But you must. No, no. I mean, our listener shouted out hard work, talking mm-hmm. about hard work. Nailing down famous people to come in and have a conversation with you is really hard yes, work if is. anyone doubted that it was. And uh, yeah, you made it happen. In case some listeners don't remember that moment where he flung off his headphones to go watch Drag Race, let's revisit that. You guys, so tonight's like the drag race finale, and I, I have like, like oh, you have to go. My friends are like, well, they're kind of like, they're like, what the f-? like, we can't get our table, like, you have like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm finishing up a thing. Oh, that's why I got kind of like weirdly oh quiet, like, because I'm like, we're so sorry. like four of them, they're like, gonna kill me. No, don't, okay, first of all, don't you ever apologize to me. I'm so obsessed with you guys. I really want to come to San Francisco and meet you IRL. Oh, like, come and see but, us. But like, soon, eventually, though. can I come to San Fran? Yeah, please? of course. Yeah, she needs a San Fran moment. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like cut it off, but I love you guys so much. We love you so much. Yo, this was you so for, fun. Wait, can I just like take off these headphones and like run like hell? Wait, I love you guys. I do. <laughs> Team Trixie or Shangela. Bye. <laughs> no, you, no, I, either one of those, I'm like, good. I'm good with either. Same. Actually, I kind of want Trixie, but I feel like it's going to be Shang. Same, same. same. Okay, oh my God. I love you guys. Okay, I love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Thank you, bye. Bye. So Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, he can. <sighs> he can. He's. Oh, you know what I was going to say? I was going to say he's welcome on the show anytime, but. But. He's welcome on my telephone line yep. anytime. Let's do it. I'm, you know, as we're talking, I'm exploring options that we could pursue. Maybe we could offer like Patreon <laughs> access to our group text. Exactly. Which, let me say, is an entertaining <laughs> rollercoaster ride. And it's constantly rolling. Like, I'll check my phone, and it had been, like, five minutes since I've looked at it. And it's, like, 18 missed messages from Jameeda and Carly. Honestly. First of all, there's 18 missed messages, at least 25 gifts. Um, Obviously. <laughs> my favorite is when one of us has missed a bunch of messages and just goes and reacts to all of them. <laughs> and then you get 25 notifications. Jameeda reacted. Jameeda emphasized. This is all real, guys. We can't fake it. Listen, we all love each other. Yeah. Let's add, let's add Jonathan to the text, group text. Oh, not? God. There yeah. we go. What a joy. So that's not the only interview that resonated with people. Here's another caller who had something to say about one of our interview episodes. Hey, Jamidra, Carly, and Emmanuel. It's Christina from D.C. I absolutely love your show, and I'm so sad that it's going off the air. But I've had some great mornings and some great listens with you all. I remember when you all had Joshua Johnson on to talk about everything and then when he got the job in dc to do 1a and at our local npr station i was familiar because of you all so thanks for all the good listens oh i'm just going to follow you all on twitter and just like hope that it doesn't suck and oh i'm gonna miss you all thanks bye oh we will let joshua know that I think he's at MSNBC now at this point. Yes, he is. I don't want to say we're responsible for his success. That would be untrue, but... Yeah. The cooler's impact. (laughs) I was going to say... She has impact. And Christina has been... The cooler bump, shall we? Um, She... (laughs) Christina's been with us for a while because, if I remember correctly, I think Josh was like one of our earlier interviews. Yep. He was one of our very, very first. Yeah. And yeah, his his glow up has been astonishing. Mm -hmm. And he was great. Christina, I will say that I'm going to be in D.C. for the first time ever in May. I am going uh, for a graduation. I'm a Hoya. So maybe we can connect. And I can see you in person. Cute. Little coffee. Boom. Well, I'll be there drinking 
something stronger than coffee with you. So, yeah, let's just make it a yes. whole thing. Carly, come along. Let's uh, do it. I would. It's another live show, but it's like us in an alleyway because we much. have no budget. I mean, it's going to be live, all right. Yeah, we're like slurring. Can I check your tickets? <laughs> So as you guys mentioned, the Joshua episode was very far back. I think it was our like 11th episode of all time. And now we have like almost 200. So let's listen to one of my favorite clips from that interview, which I just re-listened to. And it's Joshua imitating what NPR voice slash Ira Glass sounds like. (laughs) Oh, my God. One of my students at Berkeley just did a documentary about white voice and this idea that like that everybody wants to sound kind of like Ira Glass. So you're telling a story. (laughs) And then you've got like, okay, so... We're going to tell a story. And then I'm going to let him pick up the story from there. So I was in the place where I am. And I was doing the thing that I do. And then I remember I, I remember I had this thought. And I'm going to think it for you right now. Hold on. Yeah, I had that thought. And then I just... And th- Ladies this, and bravo, gentlemen, Mr. Ira right here. <laughs> this idea that there's like one way to sound on NPR, which just... Oh, it just makes me crazy. Um, I think it's because people forget how smart their grandmother is. Hmm. You know, your grandmother may not be eloquent, but she is wise. Right. She may not be polished, but she has something to say. We forget in this business that people don't have to sound like they're ready for the camera or like they're ready to drop a soundbite to have something worth saying. But because of our roots as an educational medium and as a very erudite and intellectual and worldly wise medium that was built for kind of the cognoscenti of the radio world, we forget that wisdom takes many, many forms. Mm -hmm. There's wisdom in East Harlem. There's wisdom in South L.A. There's wisdom on 8 Mile in Detroit. There's wisdom in Overtown in Miami. There is wisdom in the Hamptons. There is wisdom in the penthouse and the outhouse and everywhere in between. And if we are not reflecting that, it's our fault. We who have the microphone are responsible for pointing it in all the right directions. And that sense of NPR voice means we've given up on the search. It's a sign of laziness. And I cannot abide laziness. Wow. That's... He's, he's not lying, though. There is, there is, a, I mean, it's, I think it's people are more mindful of it now. There That's wild, though, that yeah. he can turn it on. That is some sorry to bother you stuff yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of wisdom in that episode. Check it out if you haven't. Our archive is always there for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Let's listen to our next caller. Hi, The Cooler. This is Kimberly from Sunnyvale, uh, the lady who suggested the oat milk trend uh, that turned into a wonderful show about alternative milk tasting. I just wanted to say thank you for sending me the sticker. It's a very awesome sticker. Um, and I was wondering if you guys are going to do any more of those uh Emmanuel's Awesome History uh, segments in your upcoming episodes. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Thanks so much. I enjoy having you guys as part of my life and hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Upcoming episodes. I was going to say, she's good. We got bad news for you. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to break it to Kimberly? Oh, my God. Yeah, when I got that, I was like, oh, no, she, I guess, doesn't follow us on social or something, so she doesn't know. And she's like, I love having you in my life and thanks so much. And it's like, go, girl. I know. I will say that that show introduced me to oat milk, and I've, I've kind of, it's kind of been a vibe for me since then. Let me tell you, the oat milk episode is quite polarizing <laughs> with the survey results. Either people say it changed their life and it's their favorite thing ever, or they were like, why did you do a whole segment where you're just drinking alternative milks on air? And it's like, hey, sometimes ideas fall mm. through, and then you have to like come up with something new quickly, and that's what happened there. I was like, okay, let's do this voicemail because we dropped a segment. 
and we bought a bunch of alternative milk. Mm-hmm. Me and Jamidra went ham on it. And <laughs> I still to this day think that macadamia nut milk is that girl. It is. It and is. oat milk is pretty good, too. Yeah, I've, I've actually referred people to that episode several times when they've had a crisis around what kind of alternative milk to use. I'm like, you know, we have an episode about that. An what alternative milk crisis. That's the most Bay Area thing I've ever heard. But I'm with her. Can I just say that, Emmanuel, part of what I love about this show is when you do the segments that are like this obscure history that we had no idea about. Oh, it's brilliant. It's like one of my favorite things. I always leave the, the show being like, huh. And I will say that if you search Emmanuel's name and KQED on the Googles, you will turn up a whole treasure trove of archive stories that are his history Mm -hmm. roundups. They're all there. They are like our major traffic drivers, to sound very corporate for a second, Uh, because people really love reading them and they're really funny. So go and find them and then send them to everyone you know. Okay, so what do you have for us today, Emmanuel? Did you prepare a history segment? I did. And because we have a lot to get to in our final episode, I'm not doing this long-winded thing that I usually do with like clips of Nicki Minaj saying crazy things or something. But I'm going to give you like a little taste of several history things that I've learned over the years that I think are interesting. We don't have to get super deep into them. I can just let you know that they happened. Here we go. So like you, Jamidra, and you, Carly, Pope Gregory IX rudely hates cats for no apparent reason. <laughs> I do hate cats. I do hate cats. I hate them, but I have my reasons. The movie solidified it for me, okay? I already had it. So anyway, go ahead. A jellical cat. <laughs> Apparently, Pope Gregory IX got a screener of Cats the movie because he was hating them way back in the day. He associated cats with devil worship, and so he was like, hey, y'all, I have control over, like, a lot of things around here, and first rule is kill all these damn cats. Ooh, that's cool. And so they did. And they exterminated all of them. But joke was on him and millions of other people because the absence of those cats is believed to have allowed rats to run free Uh-oh. and unimpeded Here and they go. spread the bubonic mm-hmm. plague. So nice going cat haters out in the world. <laughs> rats do love plagues. I will say that. Yeah. Here's another historical tale about animals. Napoleon was pretty good at winning battles, except for Waterloo. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> oh, the Abba song? <laughs> we do talk about the Abba song. I was going to say, we absolutely do. After signing some important treaty back in 1807, Napoleon wanted to rage hard and, like, party. Like he's on the Jersey Shore or something. Yeah. So he asked his chief of staff to organize a rabbit hunt. And normally it's like, okay, you get, like, a dozen or two bunnies, and then you shoot them, and you feel like a man or whatever. Homeboy apparently gathered 3,000 rabbits. Oh, That's a lot. He's doing the most. I have questions about the methods that we Mm -hmm. use. Like, how? Oh, you just leave carrots out. I think if you set up a stall and have, like, a free giveaway, the rabbits are like, oh. (laughs) Everyone loves free stuff, guys. It's it's a carrot (laughs) (laughs) pop-up. Ooh. (laughs) So when these rabbits were released during the hunt... The rabbits were like, what we're not going to do is go out like this. So they charged at Napoleon and his friends, swarming them. And eventually, Napoleon and his buddies had to run away. And these rabbits survived, I believe. Hello. So don't mess with Texas and don't mess with Thumper. Okay? Uh, I can see the little pause being like, what you ain't going to do on today exactly. is. <laughs> Those rabbits didn't know that they could have changed the course of history. Mm-hmm. By taking out Napoleon. Yeah. I was bitten by a rabbit as a kid, and my dad nearly killed it. That's a fun story. No! Yeah. I was like, don't do it! Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, The Patreon will be available for these types of childhood stories as well for our (laughs) listeners. So just register your interest. Another backfiring animal tale from history. 
In World War II, the Russians trained dogs to run under German tanks with bombs on their backs. Bomb which dogs! Which is really rude because then oh. the dogs die. However, the tanks the dogs were trained to run under were Russian, so they ended up running under the Russian tanks and blowing them up <gasps> instead. So who let the dogs out with bombs on their backs? You, 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 and you shouldn't have. Meanwhile, my dog can't catch a frisbee, but we got these dogs mm. doing it. Mm. Okay. It's, it's so offensive when you have a dog that can't perform mm-hmm. basic dog. I'm like, you know what? Listen, yeah. the Woodminster dogs, look what they do. Okay. <laughs> now we got out. bombs on the back. You got avalanche dogs <laughs> doing that thing? And you? You don't even <laughs> fetch a ball when I deign to throw it? Exactly. Anyway. Speaking of Napoleon, his sister Pauline was famous for being very sex positive and not giving a you-know-what. She would have hunky servants, allegedly, carry her to her tub where she would bathe in goat's milk because that's what she thought kept her fine. Mm-hmm. Did you say oat and milk? <laughs> maybe. She heard the episode. It was, she switched. It was goat's milk, but let's go with oat milk. Mm-hmm. She's also said to have served guests drinks in these gold cups she had molded from her own boobs, Ooh. which is Pretty cool. I'm going to say that's kind of awesome. Great holiday gift idea. (laughs) Yeah. But most memorably, she was apparently so much of a size queen that a gynecologist (laughs) diagnosed her with a, quote, exhausted vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's rude. What a mood. Rude. Updating my Twitter bio right now. (laughs) You're like rude. And I'm like mood. (laughs) Exhausted. Get it, girl. For sure. Okay, let's leave France or wherever she was exhausting her vagina and go over to the Arctic. In 1929, there was this Arctic explorer by the name of Peter Frochin who was doing his Arctic explorer thing and an avalanche buried him alive. Dumb question. I didn't think you could get avalanches in the Arctic. I thought it was all really flat. Well, maybe this was somewhere else then. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm not fact-checking you. I'm just like, wow, I I learned something. But you should fact-check me because clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. One last time, Carly. Citation needed? Citation needed but waived in this case. There we go. So Peter didn't have an iPhone to call for help, but he did have to poop. So that's what he did under the snow. And that bit of dookie eventually froze, and he used it as a dagger to cut through the compacted snow and got himself out. So if that doesn't make you look at Jamie Lee Curtis's commercials for that poop yogurt differently, I don't know. Activia. Activia. Activia will make you go, and then you can use it as a dagger. It's amazing. So the poop froze, but nothing else froze? He just, I'm so confused. He did lose a couple fingers. I was going to say, just, oh, okay. Well, poop saved the day. Who knew? Poop Mm. scoop. Poop saves (laughs) lives. And our final historical nugget. Nugget. <laughs> nugget. <laughs> oh, God, we're 12. We just creased stuff over here. Nugget. N- nugget. The opportunity oh, was right there. It was true. We all know the story of Brutus betraying his bestie Julius Caesar by stabbing him and then taking his girl or whatever. Toxic friendship. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like Nicole and Paris. Oh, it's oh, a total yeah. Gwyneth and Winona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Simple life. Total simple life. Yeah. Men feud two people. So most of us don't really know why Brutus would betray his friend like that, but I recently found out a possible motive. Apparently, Julius Caesar was boinking none other than Brutus's mom. No. Get into it. What's Roman for, yeah, mom? Okay. He, like, walks in on his mom getting down with his best friend. He's like, et tu, Brutus? Again? What the hell? This is wrong. Mm. Let's close the history book for now and let it get dusty on a shelf until we resurrect this podcast sometime or not. It's <laughs> been 84 years. <laughs> and we're the whole cooler <laughs> from a hospice. <laughs> too right. The Irishman, too. <laughs> oh. No, please, no. 
So our next hotline voicemail comes from someone you mentioned earlier in the show. Her name is Lana. She gives us so Lana. much love on Twitter. Yeah, she does. And she has feelings about this cancellation, no. as we all do. Hi to Emmanuel and Jamidra and Carly. This is Lana. You might uh, recognize me from Twitter. I'm from Texas, and I have been, especially recently, tweeting about some of my favorite quotes and stories uh, because I'm just going to miss you guys so much. I really wanted you guys to know how much this show has meant to me. I didn't even think I liked podcasts and then somehow stumbled upon yours and you got me hooked, not only on your show, but opened me up to listening to other podcasts. I'm not even really a pop culture kind of person at this point. I tend to live in the 80s and 90s and don't really um, pay a lot of attention to the new stuff that's going on. But for some reason, you guys have just made all of that not matter. You are funny when I need you to be funny. You are friendly. You do seem to like reach through my earbuds and it does just feel like I'm having a conversation with friends. So um, I can't tell you guys how much I'm going to miss you enough. I'm still begging you all to please do some kind of a subscription thing. I will pay to hear you guys talk in whatever format that can happen in whatever frequency that can happen. If you want to make it holiday specials only, great. If you want to randomly just pop up and say, hey, we got together and talked about some crap and here you go, you can listen perfect. You guys have just done an incredible job with this. And um, if I had to ask you for any advice, it would be how do I get over you guys and your podcast? Um, How do I move on from that? This just has me heartbroken. So um, I'm going to miss hearing you guys all the time. But that's not really true because I'm going to keep replaying all of your episodes over and over and over. I've probably done three total re-listens at least. I can't get enough of you guys. Best of luck with everything else you're doing. You're amazing people, and we love you. The fans love you, and we love the cooler. So this is not goodbye. This is just hoping to hear from you again at some point. Bye. Oh, my God. I don't know what I'm to gonna say. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Lana is such a sweetheart. Yeah, she is. <sighs> and I like I, and I totally feel her because I'm going I'm to I'm keep it real with you, Lana. When we started doing the podcast, I didn't listen to podcasts either. <laughs> <laughs> Once you discover one that you love, it just really becomes – something that you kind of rely on like it's a it's your regular for me i'm a commuter so i have you know my podcast that i love i listen regularly and you do you feel like you've developed a relationship with those people and i think for me that's probably like the saddest part of the show ending is i'm gonna see you guys again i'm you know Mm. we talk regularly but like not being able to kind of like have this conversation and go through the earbuds and be a part of people like lana's lives that's the part that's most sad for me. I like her idea about just recording when we get together. Mm-hmm. Can we hijack the, the feed, the KQR, the KQED uh, I podcast? I very much doubt. <laughs> I just, very just, much doubt. Just push episodes there every now and then and just pop in and be like, hey. Maybe we could come back as the coolest. We just yeah. evolve, like Pokemon evolve into a new whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Lana, for all of your tweets that always brighten up our day. And we are also in the bargaining phase of the uh, Kubler-Ross grieving model or whatever so we feel you and mm-hmm. we love you we heard from sharon from portland earlier in the episode and she was not done she had more that she needs out of us so let's hear what she has to say hi Emmanuel, major and carly it's sharon from portland um again this is my second message in like two days this question is especially for carly so i have recently become addicted to the show wentworth the australian drama and i was watching a from the Facebook Live interview with Nicole De Silva, and someone, one of the questions was, what were some of her favorite shows from childhood? And one of the ones she named was called Teabag and T-Shirt. 
I believe, and it was the weirdest thing I'd heard in a long time being described, and then I went to YouTube it this morning and can't really comprehend what I saw. Uh, it was apparently the episode was from 1989, so that might be a little bit before Carly's time, but I'm just very curious on Carly's hot take on tea bag and T-shirt. That is all. Thank you. Oh, tea bag. What is it? Oh. Okay, so... I feel so ashamed. I feel like a bad Brit. I had never heard of this show. It's not like I had like a dim recollection. I had never heard of it. And that confuses me because I was like a, a good little child loving television. Like we were all raised by mm-hmm, television. Pretty much. I should have heard of this show. I don't know why I didn't. Anyway, it's like a classic kind of magical powers, uh, like a little boy meets a queen that's kind of like evil and shenanigans ensue. This show went on forever ages right mm. and i was watching i was desperately trying to like rekindle some kind of memory nope couldn't do it so what i did remember was if you grew up around the time i did in britain if you say the words round the twist to mm-hmm. anyone they go oh so because british culture when you're in it it doesn't feel good which is the reason that we <laughs> is that why harry and megan are gone <laughs> yeah so we were absolutely like slurping up american culture basically but when we couldn't get our hands on american culture where did we go down south to Australia. Oh, so many shows come out of Australia. British people are obsessed with soaps, but there's one show children were obsessed with, and it was set in an Australian lighthouse and the kooky family that inhabited it. It was a great show, but more importantly, it had the best theme tune of all time, which, listen to this and tell me that you don't think this is the song that In Excess never recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm here for it. Right? I think that was a high kangaroo in the opening, but uh, other than that, I'm I'm here. (laughs) I fully anticipate you standing outside my window, say anything style with a boombox, blasting that in my window, because it's a weird song, but I like it. It's beautiful. Antipodes for life, guys. Our next caller is my bestie IRL and someone who won the title of, I think it was America's Next top cooler listener super fan something like <laughs> is that is this pearl's mom yeah it's pearl's mom mia let's hear what she has to say hi the cooler this is your reigning number one fan because you only did that just once um mia calling just to say that i'm heartbroken the cooler is going to be off the air it's one of my favorite things that i actually look forward to but i wish you all the best thank you for everything you've given us over the past five years it's been awesome to see you grow and I just have one last question, which is, how will I live without you? I want to know. Thanks, guys. Bye. I love a good oh. Leanne Rhymes reference. Okay. How do I live without you? Old original Trisha Yearwood, I think. <laughs> God, why do I know oh. that? Oh, <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. That's like not knowing Natalie Bruglia's Torn was a cover. Mm. Mm. I always forget that. There's a lot of spicy reality out there that we are not ready to stomach. I love that she gets to just be the reigning champion forever. It's like being the final Miss America or Miss Universe. It's just like, I'm the last. (laughs) If I could just get very uh, heartfelt for a second. Uh, Mia, your best friend, Emmanuel, who we've gotten to know too, is also, in addition to being very good at many things, she is a very talented uh, tattoo artist. And she gave me a beautiful tattoo on my wrist that is a reminder of many things for Mm. me. 
And I didn't realize at the time when I was getting it done earlier in 2019 that now it's going to function because of her connection with you. It's going to function as a reminder of the Cooler podcast Aww. and all the fun we That's had so for sweet. five years. Let's go get tattoos after this. Yeah. Well, we're going out tonight. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Tram stamp. Kings of Leon. Neck tattoos for all. <laughs> so, like, obviously we have left a mark on some of these listeners and their lives. And Mia left a literal mark on your hand, mm, which is really cool. Looks sick. And maybe you guys would have not met if it wasn't for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So the cooler is bringing people together, y'all. It's the Begin the Pick. Hey, the Begin the Pick. Hey. You know what that kind of annoying jingle means? It's our final peak and pit of mm. all time? Or maybe just for now? We don't know. Obviously, the pit for me is that we got canceled. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> also, a quick pit that has nothing to do with the show, but it is a lesson in how rapidly we're aging. This year, 2020, everyone who saw 13 going on 30 when they were 13 will be 30. Oh! oh. Ew! And Jennifer Garner has just turned 80. Huh? Wow. And my peak is, we were supposed to do this campaign like two months ago. It was like, meet your new besties, like a marketing push for the cooler again, because we've been out for five years and like just to get new listeners. And they had us fill out this questionnaire. And there was a bunch of questions, including tell us one thing you love most about each of your co-hosts. And I just wanted to read my answers about both of you because that'll never be published. And my peak is both of you, so it just seemed only right. It's going to be really awkward if we choose anything else now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is our peak. You're like, all right, well, now I can't say Keanu's <laughs> latest Instagram post or something. Yeah. He's not on Instagram. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Quoth he from a couple of months ago before anyone knew this was going to happen. I love Carly's dry, razor-sharp wit and how passionate she is about the things she loves. It's contagious. I almost got into Bruce Springsteen because of her. (laughs) A serious feat, considering I almost never listen to male vocalists and hate most men. I love her rants on Coldplay and the royal family and how she always thinks to bring me British candy and gossip mags after her trips across the pond. She is the undisputed queen of karaoke. Her sensual covers never fail to go viral in my heart. I'm also a big fan of going to dive bars with Carly and watching her destroy overconfident macho men who don't like losing at pool. Mm-hmm. God save my billiards queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's my obituary right there. Oh, love it. And Jamidra, here's yours. I love how Jamidra is always looking out for everyone else, how she doesn't let driving around in a minivan stop her from blasting the dirtiest <laughs> Rihanna jams, how every time I go out with her, free drinks magically appear for no reason. <laughs> I love her special talent of turning every stranger into a new friend and how she can go from zero to doing chair choreography with me in a taqueria <laughs> while the employees are trying to kick us out. True story. And in case you guys are wondering, the song was Work From Home by Fifth Harmony. <laughs> and yes, we absolutely had hangovers the next day. Yes. So, oh. yeah, I just love you guys. Oh. And that's kind of how I feel about you and so much more. It's been such an honor to do the show with yeah. you guys. Oh, my God. So just more tears. I'm just going to try to hold them back. Tears on face. Tears <laughs> on face. Oh, my God. I, I don't have any any peak or pit other than just the fact that I'm, my pit is obviously that the show is not going to go on anymore. Makes me sad. I just got to sit in that. I can't think of any other pit other than that. And my peak is 
in addition to being friends, you guys have taught me so much. And so I have like so many memories that we've made over the last five years that I'm going to take with me. And I think that's part of what is that's the only thing that's comforting me about this experience is that we did it. Even though it's over, we did it and nobody can take that away from us. Okay, since you guys have each chosen our cancellation as <laughs> your pit. Give us the real pit, Carly. I'm going to go for something different. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to start with the peak because I want to be trying to be positive. Yeah. Uh, I get to keep you guys as friends in my life, which hey. is the best thing in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to also select something that uh, we have mentioned but haven't dwelt on a bit. Where so we did two live shows. Oh, hey. Sold right. out live shows. They they taught me so much. Like I became like a happier, bigger person mm-hmm. because I was able to do that. I think getting on a stage and like being practically funny in front of uh, what seemed like a bajillion people. Like once you've done that, you're not really afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that has made me so much more fearless. And uh, fear is bad and shitty, and you should always try and conquer it whenever you can. So. Can we just also, because the listeners didn't get to see the show, can we just also underscore the fact that we did the choreography for TLC's Creep? Yes! Because I, I was at a 90s party recently and the song came on and I broke it out. I was like, y'all, young people don't know. And I wish <laughs> that y'all were there with me. We did choreography for uh, Celebrity Skin by mm-hmm. Hole. I did Jamiroquai. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. Um, my pit, I'm just going to say stop trying to make Brad Pitt get, a literal pit. Stop <laughs> trying to make Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston happen again. That photo heard around the world of him clutching her hand. Let her live, lest we need reminding. Mm -hmm. Brad did not comport himself very well Mm -hmm. back in the day. Just let her be. She's flying. She's Jennifer Aniston. She can have a circle of delightful people in her bed, whoever she chooses at any time. She doesn't need his old manky ass. <laughs> Have we? I think we've we've sort of like Jennifer Aniston. We've applied the Jennifer Aniston rule to like a lot of people, but I don't think I don't think we've applied it to Brad. Have we? But maybe we should. Okay. Yeah. Should, yeah. Jennifer Ex-husband Aniston ex. to both Angelina yeah. Jolie and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I want him introduced as Angelina Jolie's yep. and Jennifer Aniston's ex. If he wins an Oscar for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's true. Well, he is really good on that. <laughs> but he's just being himself. He's just being like bro You shouldn't give Oscars for being bro yeah. That space movie, I didn't like that. I don't even know what that is. I it's saw a photo and I moved on. Rubbish. I just think we can do, she can do so much better. Stop trying to make things happen. Stop projecting things onto this couple. Jennifer's That's moved on. Pit. She's moved on. She has. Mm-hmm. That's my pit. Thank you. Sorry. I love that hot take. <laughs> Spicy and real. <laughs> So every episode ends with a song. It was hard to pick this one. Closing time was a contender. But I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that what's fitting for this moment is this particular song because y'all I the time of my life and I've never felt this way before Yes, I swear it's the truth and I owe it all to you listeners Listen. for listening all of these years. <laughs> wow, I have goosebumps. So in my mind, I just imagined like Emmanuel in like a full-on Saturday Night Live outfit that like V's down the front. So like chest is out. Ooh. And we're all on the dance floor. You and I have ball gowns on and yes, he's dancing yes. and he does lifts with both of us. Yes. So he's, we're, I'm on one hand, you're on the other. Yep. There's a whole ballroom dance thing happening. Imagine it. Picture it with we us. We were in the corner. He mm-hmm. came to find us. Exactly. He said, you don't belong there. Mm-hmm. God is out of the corner. Wow. Yeah. I am jacked. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to be physically what? jacked as well in order to lift us both. <laughs> <laughs> so our outro song is I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes. It just resonates in this moment. And you two at home, picture me holding you up. 
actually all three of us holding you up for these past five years. And we'll continue to hold you up. We'll mm-hmm. hold you down. All of it. Well, hold you down sounded sexy. Yeah, no, 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 um, no. <laughs> I just meant we'll like back you up. But yeah. oh yeah, too, yeah. Whatever yeah. you're into, we got you. So huge thank you goes out to all the listeners. We love you forever. Please stay subscribed to this feed just in case we can figure out a way to rise from the dead, Lazarus style. Mm-hmm. And even if that doesn't happen, follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep tabs on what we're cooking up, what vacations we're thirst trapping on, and all that good stuff. Again. Jamidra is Jamidra says. Carly is teacup in the bay, and I'm excuse my beauty. Find us. So until we meet again, you guys. One final bye. 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 <laughs> hey, the time of my life. No, I never felt this way before. Never felt yes, this I swear, way. it's a truth, and I. Hope